Talk about the Skins' victory over the Broncos. Give our game balls and kicking the balls awards. Carlos Rogers riding the pine. Injury report. Dan Deardorff's comments and much, much more. Live, Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, yo, yo! What's up, y'all? Yo, yo, yo! What's happening? Yo, what's up? Hail Redskins Nation victory. gets a W, dude. Dude. We got, Denver didn't have a chance. I know. I just told, like Aaron I said in his precarious predictions. Seriously, it pretty much happened exactly the way I said it in my predictions, didn't I? Like Carlos Rogers was going to continue to get burnt and give up touchdowns and get benched, and like then all of a sudden they'd bench him, and then the Redskins would start winning. I think yes. that's about when the fortunes turned for the uh, Washington Redskins is when they put number twenty-two on the bench. They had him ride the pine. Mm-hmm. For getting burnt be... for like the fourth time this year on the same pattern, the same play. Oh, he burnt, dude! He I think he may be a dead albatross around the Redskins' necks. And you know what's funny is on the last podcast, on on, on we actually talked about the very same thing because in that one they tried to set him up for that very same play, um, and he did not bite on it in that game. And I don't know if he was just like, oh, everyone's going to forget about it now. I guess I'll just uh, try to jump this route next time. <laughs> Dude, it when you not... watched that replay, though, it was, like, unbelievable how much he bid on that play. It was like watching a damn college game. No, high, high school. school. You high know, school. in college where you watch, you're watching, like, the Comcast San Diego State University against Idaho or something. And you just see guys that are wide open by 35 yards just hanging out in the end zone. Like the quarterback heaves it with all his might. And the camera zips down and you look and there's like one guy in the same color jersey as the quarterback standing in like the three-yard line because the quarterback can't throw it that far. And he's like standing there waiting for it. And finally when the ball hits him in the hand, like a couple guys in the other team's jerseys just make it onto the edge of your screen and the guy like falls into the end zone. It was that bad. Dude, it was like watching Elon versus Otterbein or something. Ooh. Dude, Elon's good this year. We're ranked in the top ten in college. Yeah, they looked great. They looked great against uh, uh, Appalachian State this past week. Oh, yeah. We uh, we uh, Cut. that was actually that was the matchup for the uh, Southern Conference Championship. Yeah, However, <laughs> App State and Elon will be going to the playoffs in one double A. I can call that one at this point. <laughs> anyway, in the football was... championship subdivision, otherwise known as one double A football. Dude, the, we the have joke playoffs. Was, the joke was actually saying uh, that, that dude. I know the joke. That, moving on, like, moving on. You're no, no, it was it was like football. Moving on, moving on. It was moving on. it was like watching. Moving on. Josh is all right. Carlos football. Rogers benched officially benched. Moving on. Oh, okay. Uh, I brings it. us to the Appalachian State Elon game. <laughs> Your school doesn't have football either. You guys suck. Josh's school has guys. football, dude. Yes, they do. All right. Really? Uh, Who do they play? Do they play like the Southern Ohio Correctional Unit and and things like that? Who the hell does Otterbein play? They play like Capital University. <laughs> Where is that? Oberlin College, dude. Those are those and fake like those are those fake like diploma mill schools, dude. Online, there's dude. Do real. they play the University of Phoenix? <laughs> I don't. They only play them. They, they only they play, play them in Madden. They, they play, play them in online Madden, and that's it. <laughs> they play ITT Tech. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So let's talk about the Redskins. Uh, oh yeah, the Redskins. Hail victory! Yeah. Hail Braves um, on the war path. The Redskins pretty Dude. much destroyed Denver, just like I said in my predictions. And um, do, do you think it was a karmatic type of thing? Do you think it was because at ten twenty six, according to the Washington Post, at ten twenty six on Sunday morning, the Redskins rescinded their policy? Uh towards signage at the stadium allowing any sign that when they got down to the bare bones of it 
as long as it did not have profanity, it was supposed to be allowed in the stadium. No, they said as long as it wasn't in poor taste. Well, that was the original thing, but when they they made them clarify, they were like, "We need more than that, you know. That's not enough." And and the clarification was that as long as it did not have profanity, it was okay. And I know some people still got their signs taken away um, by the really really Nazi esque Soviet bloc style security guards that really have nothing else to do. The men in yellow. Um, but that was apparently few and far between. But it was yeah. nice of the Redskins to give people a lot of time to actually. Uh, be able to put signs together before the game. <laughs> yeah, they didn't tell them until everyone was in the parking lot, and they're like, crap, did you bring a Sharpie? Dude, seriously, we got to get a sign. <laughs> they're writing it with they're like, like, they're like mustard. They're like, dude, lift your shirt up. Give me a Sharpie. <laughs> like, dude, dude, throw that on the ground. Give me the mustard. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. And there's two away games coming up, so they're probably, they're probably going to change it back. Oh, yeah. I don't buy it. But they're obviously the Redskins are on a campaign to start helping or trying to win the fans back with things of this nature, and maybe maybe it was the beginning of the good feelings over there because uh, the Redskins did pull out a victory, um, scoring thirteen unanswered in the fourth quarter. They pretty That's much right. destroyed Denver in the second half, especially after Kyle Orton got knocked out by Rackpo. Um, the defensive front line was just absolutely lighting Chris Sims up. I mean, you're watching him going, dude, it's a good thing you already lost your spleen because they are just te- beating you so bad you probably would have lost it anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like when uh, Hainsworth fell on him with all of his body weight? With all of his girth? I was afraid <laughs> that was in the last drive, wasn't it? And I was afraid they were going to call a penalty like the bullcrap referees did in the game before. Where where he they were like he slammed him to the turf with all of his weight. Rod Winners, dude. The refs Rod Winners too... and his awesome awesome crew. <laughs> the refs <laughs> were not too bad in this game. The the only my only complaint was I saw quite a few uh, what I believe to be holding uh, penalties that were not called. But oh, yeah, other than that, too. they were not too bad. Um, the Redskins had two penalties this game. It was a season low. Here's a quote for the ages. Here's a quote for the ages. The referee... Dude, you're not going to give Dan Deardorff's quote, are you? <laughs> no. The referees are never that bad on a game that you win. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that, dude? I just made it Aaron up. Allen. Oh, man. Put that down in the quote books. Here's, a, a here's another one to go in the quote bo- books from Dan Deardorff, in case you didn't see the website. Uh, now, after... let's see who we're talking about first, because uh, even though we, we've been complaining that Marcus Mason is nowhere to be found, apparently the team has written him off for good. They re-signed that uh, Jumpy Gaithers. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, 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 Ganther. Ganther. What was his first name? Quentin. Quentin Ganther. No, 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 no. Quinton. 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 Ganther. Jim Zorn was very uh, precise with his enunciation on that. Um, Quinton Ganther. His first play, he had a huge stand-up block on a blitz pickup. And then I think he had a run, and then he had a a pass for uh, completion for a first down. And then they were just like, oh, blah, 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 this guy, first action, blah, 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 and all this good stuff. And then he's going over to the sideline, and Dan Deardorff, good old Dan Deardorff, is always good for a laugh, isn't he? Mm, yeah. He comes up and he goes, well, he deserved a blow on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. And then John now, put a hilarious I know that on <laughs> you, if you hear that and your mind is in the gutter, even just very so slightly, you're going to go there. But seriously, isn't that one of those old sports sayings that they just they just need to not do anymore? Like <laughs> players like the age of the guys that play now. Nope, Clint Portis isn't going off being like, man, I had to pull myself from the game because I needed a blow on the sideline. <laughs> guys don't say that every, nowadays. That is like that's just like an old school saying that needs to go away. You see, like Clinton Portis in your mind running over to the sideline, and he runs up to uh, Liddell Betts, and he's like, "Dude, dude, I need a blow." <laughs> Liddell Betts would be dude, like, "Don't seriously. be looking at me." Oh man, Liddell like Betts players... is like, "Hold on, let me put my helmet on." <laughs> dude, that's that's like that's like players at at some point along the way where they said, you know, we really got to stop patting each other on the butt when we do a good job. We got to start jumping and hitting each other in the chest, chest to chest. That looks a little bit better. Yeah, you know, that, look, that looks that looks much, much better. But they still hit each other in the butt. 
It's like pat pat me on the butt once. Good job. Pat me on the butt twice. Don't talk to me in the locker room, dude. Stay away. Well, well d- dude, the rule is no cupping. Is that the rule? No cupping. That's the, the rule. It's the... like you can pat a guy on the butt with like one hit, like one slap, like you said. But if you cup him, if you get like a handful, then that that's bad. You shouldn't do that, dude. I want to say something. This about, um, is that a, a, an official NFL rule? Like it's in the rule in the rule book. I think I think Roger Goodell is talking about fining players for excessive cupping. <laughs> dude, I he want... needs to find Dan Deerdorf for saying he deserved a blow on the sidelines. I haven't heard that since like last season from like Brent Musburger, <laughs> Brent Musburger, or uh, or uh, Aaron. Damn, what was that stupid punter's <laughs> name that used to always uh, do the game? Pat Summerall. Oh yeah, guys like that. Those are the kind of guys that say. He, you know, he he was tired. He had to go to the sideline for a blow. <laughs> like what? All right. You don't hear it like Brian Mitchell after the game going, and he needed to go get a blow. <laughs> All right, dude. All right. Know why he's still in the game, John? Enough about the blow, man. You've been enough about, about the blowing blow for on the sideline. Let's, dude. It's not me. Uh, it's Dan Deardor. Can I get back? We, we to have a lot. To, we have a lot to talk about. It was a great game, and the Redskins. This is the first time in a very long time, I think everybody will agree, that the Redskins played as a team and played really well. But before we jump yeah. into that, I got I to gotta say, happy birthday, Aaron. Uh, it is Aaron's birthday today. Oh, <laughs> happy yeah. Birthday, dude. Thanks, dudes. Thanks a lot. Yep. <laughs> For your birthday, you get... <laughs> you deserve a... <laughs> you deserve a blow on the sideline. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to Quint- Quinton Ganther. I wanted to point out that one catch he had up the middle was for 18 yards. Not bad. 18 yards. Solid. Dude, that little, that little screen, he had a huge stand-up block before that. But the thing was, we saw him for like three plays, and then he was gone getting a blow on the sideline. And I don't know what <laughs> happened to him after that. It's like he they, was they gone. They brought him in again in the second half for a series, and, and that was it. Oh, okay. It wasn't quite. He he obviously, you know why you didn't notice him? Because Deerdorf didn't say anything about him that time. He was like, well, he sure didn't deserve a blow for that one. I also noticed that we didn't hear Dan Deerdorf for about a quarter after he came out of the game either. <laughs> so, <laughs> moving on, oh, so moving on. So moving on. How about good old number 22? We called it. He was benched. Officially benched. Officially benched after getting burnt. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little hoarse this week coming off of a laryngitis, so so those, those cuts are very nice. And we were saying before the podcast, we could totally see number 22 wearing the black and silver next year. Yeah, because who is going to sign him for anything other than a league minimum? Because everyone knows he sucks because everyone keeps victimizing him on the field. He's horrible. Dude, they're looking through their game, their game tape, and they're like, oh, well, we're not really going to go after D'Angelo Hall on a pass play because, you know, he can cover pretty well even though he can't tackle. Oh, hey, let's go after Carlos Rogers. This guy sucks. Look at this. Dude, it's every game, he gets burnt on the same play. Let's do that. We'll do that too. Dude, he was credited with one tackle on the game. Lucky. <laughs> Lucky I, I have, I have yeah, yeah. Anyway, you know how we feel about Carlos Rogers. No, no reason to dwell on this. We've been saying it for what three or four years on this podcast, on this show, and yeah. uh, you know what has Carlos Rogers done for us? People keep saying that he's great, and we've never seen the greatness. All we have seen basically can be summed up in what you saw in that first drive with Carlos Rogers biting on that play. That's what we know of Carlos Rogers. He's been a Man. waste of four four years. He's been a waste for the Washington Redskins. A waste, waste of a of number money. one draft pick. Waste of number one draft pick. Waste of Dan Snyder's endless pockets. He's just been a waste. And unfortunately, um, we could have you know possibly had another great cornerback uh, uh, back there. Now, speaking of, dude, that, we talked wanna... about this. The people picked ahead of him were Pac-Man Jones. There were three cornerbacks, and we were going to pick the one that was left over, which was him. The ones picked ahead of him were Pac-Man Jones and um, Roll Ant- Antoine Roll, who has not had a very spectacular career either. So, although I guess arguably he could be better than Carlos Rogers. 
And to Rogers' credit, we did give him a game ball once last year. He had a stint of about three games where he was actually pretty decent, mm-hmm. and somehow he actually intercepted a ball during that time. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know how because he's got hands of concrete, but he actually <laughs> had a pick at that time. So he had, he had like three games where he was good after being drafted in the first round. Three games, uh, if you say so. I think he was. That was on a tipped ball. That intercept. He the one he way picked up. off. The one he picked off. He didn't have time to think about it. Like he just kind of put his arms out there and caught it. I think it just stuck. He he has worked his way up to mediocrity uh, over the past couple of years. Dude, he's the I new Daryl Pounds. Dude, he is the new Daryl Pounds, man. He really is. And the thing is, um, is all these announcers think. He's and the good. only other thing that I could really complain about in the game was Zorn going for that fourth and one. And not doing a quarterback sneak. Oh, yeah. Again, what is with the Redskins not doing quarterback sneaks over the last 10 years? Does Dan mm-hmm. Snyder, like, is he up in the box going, and whatever you do, don't run a quarterback sneak. Ever. <laughs> Does he have a problem with quarterback <laughs> sneaks? Because we never know, run them. I don't I know. know, dude, but as soon as we got to that position and they were going for it, I told Amy, I said, I said, here's what they're going to do. They're going to try to run around the corner. With Cartwright. Why? Their smallest running back. Yeah, seriously. No, that was dumb, dude. I was like, do not leave points on... You don't leave points on the field when your offense is so anemic that you haven't scored more than 17 points in the game. And they left three on the the field. The revolving door that is the offensive line. Dude, they could have tied the game points. Oh, go ahead, Aaron. I'm sorry. I was going to say they could have tied the game there, and you know how bad our offense has been. I mean, that could have been the last chance they got to score. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of scoring points, how in the hell did Denver not figure out that fake field goal? I called after it, dude. We lined up and then Sweezum and ran <laughs> up into like the slot, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And then they called timeout. You know what happened? They called timeout because there were only 10 men on the field. Oh, for us? For us. And I forget who it was. I read it in an article. I'm going to see if I can find it because I read who it was that didn't make it on the field for that play. And I was like, well, that figures. Yeah, because I was like. We only had 10 guys on the field. I remember when I we saw it. 10 guys. Before the timeout, I was like, why is Sweezum running up to the line like he's about to go out for a pass? And then they did it anyway. Yeah. And then they went back. They called the timeout. And I was just like, Aaron, seriously, I can't believe we called a timeout on a field goal. The Washington Redskins only had 10 men on the field. Man, where did I read who they dude, said it was? I can't remember. Dude, I'll tell you, though, um, what's his name? Sean Sweezum running over there. Even that second time, Sean Sweezum running over there, he was truly the red herring for um, you know, for Mike Sellers to be able to catch that ball. I don't think anybody was expecting Mike Sellers back there. Well, dude, also— I sure wasn't expecting Hunter Smith to go right all the way to the sideline and throw it across his body like yeah. 40 yards to the three-yard line. The play was drawn up perfectly, dude. It was drawn up perfectly. It was all college style. It was drawn up perfectly because they pulled the entire defense over to the right. Yep. So you had yeah, a, and he left had a, old Mike Sellers back, hanging back there like a, you know— like a lone booger hanging off the bottom of your nose that you haven't noticed. Nobody notices it. I know, and it's they probably... Like, but, when, but when you do notice it, it's a big deal. They probably thought that... <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's like, why didn't you tell me? Oh, crap, it's too late now. Touchdown. <laughs> they probably thought that Hunter Smith didn't have enough arm strength to throw it all the way across the field, so they just left him over there. Dudes, the guy who was not on the field for that play was Fred Davis. Oh, why? figures. I, I, yeah, exactly. But I said, I was like, well, damn it, doesn't that figure? <laughs> Do you not set his but alarm you know clock? What? The same guy that missed but, you his know, first He's day. one of those guys. Yeah, he didn't set his alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just can't believe that they went up and, re- and re-ran the same exact play and got away with it. Yeah, that just makes Denver look like idiots. Yeah, they, they you know, you're talking about contenders and pretenders after a 6-0 and start. Denver's definitely looking like pretenders after this game. But it's not that Denver played all that bad. All all in all, we this is the by far the best game the Redskins has had all year. Oh yeah. Josh, you were starting to to allude to it, how the team played as a team 
a cohesive unit, even after the defense, after they benched Rodgers and the defense got together and was like, all right, this is what's happening. We got to shore it up. We got to get it together. I mean, everyone was clicking. The offensive line, Levi Jones was playing like he should have been there. And you know what? Chad Reinhardt, who went back in for Will Montgomery, um, was playing like he should have been there. You know why, dude? Stefan Heyer was hobbling around on that bad leg. And he actually even even had a decent game. You know why? Because most of the time for the last 10 years since Danny's owned the team, everyone on the Redskins believes that they deserve to be there because so, they're so great because of all these overpaid free agents. And for once, the dudes that were actually on the field are dudes that are scrapping to get a job to play that actually <clears throat> care. That actually, yeah, they're actually fighting for a job and they actually have passion for the game. Mm-hmm. Dude, you know what? My one of my favorite parts of the game was not in the game at all. It was actually I enjoyed watching the game and watching them play as a team. But afterwards, I put it on um, Comcast okay. for the post game and just watching them all walk back into the uh, into the locker room. And as they were coming <laughs> around that corner, it's like you could look at everybody, every single player that came around the corner, and you're like, "Oh, that guy did this, and he did something good. Oh, he played really well. He had a great block." Or that guy, you know. I mean, look it was like thing. almost every player that walked by you could do that with. And how long has it been since you've been able to do that? Usually it's like, oh, there's Chris Cooley. Oh, he had a touchdown. Oh, there's Sean Sweezum. He had one field goal. That's about it. I mean, seriously. Dude, yeah. I was watching the same thing. I know a lot of you guys listening were watching the same thing as well, um, watching the players come in. And I thought Zorn had a really good quote about that. He was like, the players were really, really happy that they won. But they weren't acting like they had never been there before. Like, holy crap, I can't believe we won a game. They were just like professionals acting like they did something that they should have been doing. Instead of like exactly. when Detroit beat the Redskins and acted like they won the Super Bowl. And haven't won a game since then. Yeah, the Redskins are like, sweet, this is awesome. I'm so pumped that we won this game. And this is a building block to keep going. Mm-hmm. Because we all know who's coming up next week. Oh, we're going to destroy them. What did my prediction say? They were going to destroy him? Yeah, pretty much. They yeah. they got destroyed. We'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. They got destroyed. Anyway, uh, moving oh, forward, yeah. I think it's about time for the um, – I don't even see him on the list. You don't even have What's it. What's that? Oh, there it is. It's time for the – It's on there. The kick in the balls award. It's time for this week's <laughs> kick in the balls award. <laughs> This week's kicking the balls. It's time, time for this week's kicking the balls award. <laughs> it's time for this week's kicking the balls award sponsor. <laughs> sponsor. Um, what was it? The ear people. Who is the sponsor, John? I forgot. <laughs> the just sponsored by redundancy. The ear sponsored by um, ear fit. Was it good for ears? Good for ears. You know, good for feet. They make shoes for people who regular shoes don't really fit them, like nice new, you know, custom-made comfortable shoes. Well, good for ears makes uh, nice new comfortable earbuds for people who don't like earbuds. I think it's not about they don't like them. They, like, fall out of their ears like me. Their their ears are non-compatible with the standard earbuds. So, anyway. and, And who wants to go first? Kicking the balls award? Yeah, I, can we just give a collective kick and move on? Yes, let's do that. No, 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 because there are a few others that need to get kicked. So let's all just go ahead and kick Carlos Rogers, and now let's scramble for who's. Because I already got one, so you guys could scramble. Go ahead, John, give it. All right, my kick in the balls. One of you guys is going to be able to take the other half of this dynamic duo. My kick in the balls goes to. I hate to do it because he actually had a really good game, but it goes to D'Angelo Hall. Because he made that pick in the end zone. And, you know, for like a hair of a second, just like a split <laughs> hair of a second, you could see he almost downed he almost thought about kneeling down, but then he ran out, and that was great. That was good. He didn't need to kneel down in the end zone just take it at the 20. He needed to run it out and get some yards. So he did. He's running it out, and he's getting to about the 30-yard line on the near sideline, and you see him glance back and see Leron Landry just behind him. And I, it just felt like a rock was thrown and hit me. It felt like someone punched me in the stomach as soon as I saw that because I said, holy crap, 
he's going to lateral it to Laurent Landry. Holy crap. And, of course, he did. And we saw what happened. The ball hit the ground and rolled around. And somehow we were able to pick it up and advance it a little bit farther and not have, like, huge disaster happen where we gave them the ball back. But my kick in the balls goes to D'Angelo Hall for that one play. Because, dude, what in hell were you thinking? Hey, you're right about mm. that. You're right. That was that. I mean, did you guys get the same feeling? As soon as his helmet turned and he saw Leron Landry, I was like, "No!" <laughs> you knew he was going to do it. It was like, "No, don't do it! No, 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 no! Not the ball's on the ground, Ollie!" And then you know, lots of curse words, but we didn't lose the ball, and we got really lucky on that. Other than that, he All had right. a good game, but he gets my kick. All right, I'll go next then. My kick in the balls, and I haven't been able to give this kick in the balls this year, and I expected to, um, is going to have to go to Sean Sweesom for what? kicking the ball out of bounds. Twice. Twice. I mean, come on, dude. Two He's kickoffs perfect. out of bounds. Perfect on the year for field goals, but come on. It's not like you got to try to get it through uprights that are 10 yards wide. you got 50 yards to kick this thing. Yeah, his kickoffs, I don't know if they were trying to yeah, make him kick to the to. corner to avoid, uh, what, what was that guy's name, Aaron? I forget. Brandon Marshall. Yeah, no, not Brandon Marshall. The, uh, uh, the Eddie Royal. Eddie Virginia Royal. Tech. Eddie Royal. Eddie Royal. They were trying to, I think maybe they were trying to avoid kicking to him because he's pretty dynamic when he returns punts. But still, but, but still. You know, he had those two bad ones. He had another one that just floated really weird and landed at like the 12 or 13. Um, almost in the sideline, but someone someone actually caught it. I can't it, give him it, a it kick. It was really bizarre. He was up and down on his kickoffs. So. You can give him a kick for his kickoffs, but at the same time, it's hard, like you said, to give a kick to a kicker that's perfect on the year except for one blocked extra point that wasn't his fault. So it, 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 it's another one where, where kicks – he had good stuff and bad stuff, but he gets his kicks from Josh. All right, yeah. well, then that leaves me with my kick in the balls – Going to number thirty, LeRon Landry, because that uh-huh. that one touchdown was his the fault. Second one, the second one. I don't care what you say; it was his fault. He came in, and um, you know, I think D'Angelo Hall is expecting the safety to actually be back there because it was zone coverage, and you just see LeRon Landry run up into the screen, and you're like, what? Like, like he was, he thought he read run or something like that, and the Fred Smoot was the only guy. Who recognized what was happening? And I think he—I I think you're right. I think he was playing strong safety, and he turned around and was just like, "Oh crap!" and just started hauling ass. But it was way too late. Mm-hmm. Another college player where he was open by like 25 yards. So I'm giving him in that for the, is the main kick, but then also that he dropped that D'Angelo Hall oh, pitch, <clears throat> even though he probably Golly. wasn't ready. For it. I thought I was going to throw up when I saw that. When I saw him look over, I—I I, I knew he was going to do it. I was like, "Dude, are you kidding me?" Hey, dude. Yeah. John, don't you have one of those old, like, stadium cushions from the Redskins sitting around somewhere? Um, I do. From, like, if the late 70s? Yeah. If we didn't care about it so much, man, I'd just say, let's box it up and send it to Carlos Rogers. Oh. Because, you know, he's going he's gonna to need something to sit on for the rest of the season. Dude, we need to send him an Oakland Raiders one, because that's the only team that's going <laughs> to sign him next year. <laughs> Send him an Oakland Raiders stadium cushion. <laughs> Here you go, dude. Anyway. He'll oh, start, man. Uh, man, that would be bad, though, because he'd start crying in front of his teammates, and then I'd feel bad. Moving forward, <laughs> dudes. Yes. It's time for the coveted and ever-elusive Game Ball Award. It's time for the coveted and ever-elusive Game Ball Award. The Game it, Ball John. Award is brought to you it's by Game Ball Award. The Game Ball Award is brought to you by Redundant Wear. That's right, Redundant Wear. When the depends Game Ball is Award just is not enough. To you by Redundant Wear. That's right, Redundant Wear. When depends is just not enough. Redundant Wear. Depends. <laughs> okay, uh, who <laughs> wants to start out the Game Ball Award, John? Man, there are a whole lot of people that can get a game ball for this game because it wasn't like the Redskins barely eked out a victory. There were a lot of people who played very well. We already talked about the offensive line. 
Um, <clears throat> Campbell was erratic early on, but he, he had a decent game. Um, uh, um, some people, we know the Betts? defensive line had a great game. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Man, I, I know, Josh, I know you're going to go where you're probably going to go for this. So I'll go ahead and give Liddell Betts my game ball award. Because I'm a, I'm not a Clinton Portis fan, and I'm not a big Liddell Betts fan because he's injured a lot and he fumbles a lot. And neither one of those things were a factor with him when he went 26 for 114 and a touchdown in this game um, behind the offensive line, which gets a shout-out for having a very, very good run-blocking game and for keeping Campbell upright for most of the game. Mm-hmm. So my, dude, my game I, ball goes to uh, Liddell Betts. Dude, I know it's been and said before. I, That's a good game ball, John. What I was going to say, and I know it's been said before, just sort of playing off of that, you know, a lot of people have said about the Redskins, they've got a, they've got a lot of the right pieces or the, or the right pieces of the puzzle. They just haven't figured out how to put it together yet. And I hate to say it, you know, with Clinton Portis being out and the injuries that we have, but, you know, if this is what's working, let's just keep it. I mean, why do we have to change it? The, the, the O-line has been a revolving door. They've changed left, right, everything else, you know, a hundred times. If this works, let's keep it. I mean, I, I don't need to say it at all. Put when Clinton Portis comes back, keep if, if Betts continues to perform like he did a couple years ago when Clinton Portis was out for the rest of that season, then he absolutely positively should be the starter. He's running better. He's he's definitely got more of a burst, even though he's you know he's a bigger guy. He's definitely got much more of a burst going on and more speed and more power than Clinton Portis has at this point in his career. And I have no problem saying that Clinton Portis needs to be benched. I've been calling for that for a while that we needed to get more someone else running. Of course, we were talking more about Marcus Mason at that point instead of Liddell Betts. But either way, if, if it like Josh, like you just said, if it's working. Betts needs to be in there. He needs to be the primary running back. That's why we signed him to a multi-year contract a couple years ago. He's, he's making like $2.1 million a year or something like that to be the backup. He needs to be in there playing. Mm-hmm. Well, you remember when we like signed him for a reason. Yeah, but when we signed him. I felt him, like uh, the, that Denver couldn't really study you know, the tapes and be like, oh, well, Clinton Portis does this or Chris Cooley does this. or I mean – there were so many unknowns uh, all working together for the Redskins this week. And that and and I think that makes it harder to play against. And, um, you know, if they continue that, and if the Redskins can play again like they played this week, you know, Aaron's precarious predictions could come true. Dude, what I was going to say about Liddell Betts is remember when we signed him to that big contract. It was under the um, – the thought that he was going to be used in tandem with Clinton Portis more than a backup. And they kind of went away yeah, from that. Yeah, and I mean, he's barely getting used as a third down back. Mm. And yeah, and, and I... part of that, I guess, is because we have so many third longs. Yeah, and... The way the season's gone so far, but still. And earlier this year, I'll have to say that I was saying cut Liddell Betts. But now after seeing him run and that quick cut that he has compared to Portis's slow rounding the corner. I'm going to have to say I think it's about time for Portis to be cut. I think it's about time for a change as long as Betts doesn't fumble and hopefully doesn't get hurt because those are the two things that have, have plagued him his entire career. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Josh, yeah, Betts I mean, is at like that football. prime age. He's like 27 or something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah. But he's at, anyway. that, he's at that prime, prime age. He is a... Uh, he might be getting up to about uh, he might be getting up to about thirties, twenty nine, I think. Well, that's a good game ball, dude. I'm gonna move on to my game ball then, and uh, my game ball has got to go to none other than number thirty seven, Reed Dowdy. I, I believe he led the team in tackles. I think he had nine or ten, didn't he? On the uh, game? Reed Dowdy's line on the game was uh, seven and three assists on the game, fumble recovery, pass defended. Mm-hmm. Yep, big game for Reed Daddy. <coughs> and stepping in for uh, you know for the injured Chris Horton. Of course, they've been back and forth with those two guys quite a bit, um, and we've talked about that before. How you know um, you've got the looks and I've got the brains. Let's make lots of tackles. So um, the it, it's um, it, it was just a good game for Reed Daddy, and so he's got to get the game ball this week for me. All right, fair enough. 
Well, then that makes my pick easy because I'm going to have to give mine to the rookie phenom, Brian Rackman. Five tackles, one assist, one and a half sacks. Brings his season total up to seven, I believe, which is a Redskins rookie record. The rookie Redskins record. And... I don't seven even, games to go, what, I might add. Dude, what did the Redskins have last year, like the whole year? 18 sacks? <laughs> it was it was it was in the teens. And that's seven for him, and Andre Carter also had one and a half sacks. I mm-hmm. mean they were playing awesome, and like everyone says, it's because of the big big fat Hainsworth in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Between and and he's making a huge, huge difference. People you, the numbers are there for the defensive ends. I and mean, Arakpo is extremely talented. But, you know, Andre Carter was not making those sacks last year. Oh yeah. Arakpo not, just... not like you not like they're going this year. It's not it wasn't the same mm-hmm. the way it's going this year with Hainsworth in there. Hainsworth is really, really making a big difference. And if you look at the stat sheet just glancing at it, um, you know in all the games that we lose, most of the tackles are by the safeties and Reed Dowdy did lead the team again. But look at how many tackles were by the um, defensive line compared to, you know, everyone else. How many were there? Let me see. Carter had five. Rackpo had five. And then you go back to the linebackers. Rocky McIntosh had four. Lorenzo Alexander, two. Hainsworth, one. Oh, man. And we got to give him a shout-out for his game because not only did he force the fumble that Dowdy recovered – but he had one of the best hits on the season. And granted, <laughs> I mean, you know, he was near the sideline, so, and I think there was a parabolic mic right there because the sound was just outstanding. He crushed that guy. Oh, I know. It was awesome. <laughs> Dude, it was awesome. Was like, it was just like smack. <laughs> I mean, it really was. It really, it, It's one of the best hits of the year for the Redskins, if not the best one. Be, and and like I said, the, I think the microphone, I think one of the parabolics was right there because the sound was just crisp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, nice. Uh, let me see. Uh, moving on, it's time for. <laughs> I haven't got time for the, pain. the injury report. I haven't got room for With John Adams. This week's injury report is brought to you by Moans Back Pills. <laughs> Moans. Moans. Oh. Oh, um, get me. Oh. Um, the injury report. We've been talking about the running back situation. Clinton Verportis is still uh, showing signs of his concussion. Probably will be held out against Dallas, which means Betts will be back in. We um, want Dallas. We want. They, they said they'll let him play Dallas. again once he remembers. Once he remembers that he's playing for the Redskins and not for Denver. Yeah, truly. <laughs> and they said that. Uh, they said that the Cowboys stomper Albert Hainsworth has a sprained ankle. We saw him go down a couple of times on the field. Um, Dude, we know he got hit. The game. We know he got hit in the balls on that first one. He was faking. Ho- the first one he means- did. Dude, I'm yeah. yeah. The first one where he hurt his ankle, I think it was more he got racked <laughs> because the way the the bodies were flying, like right at the end of the play, he basically landed like straddled some dude on his shoulder pad. And those dudes don't wear cups. Most football players do not wear cups because it's uncomfortable and it makes it harder for them to run. So, yeah, what? he dude. definitely got a. Are you telling me they don't wear cups? Hainsworth doesn't wear any front pads at all, man. If you look at his pants, he doesn't wear any thigh pads. He doesn't wear any knee pads either. Or a cup? Yeah. A lot of football players don't wear cups a lot more than you would think because they they it, it slow, they say it slows them down. Dude, I'd be wearing a cup. I damn well would be wearing a cup. <laughs> I'd, I'd be, like, designing new ones if it was uncomfortable. In that game, you <laughs> get in the bottom of a scrum and someone grabs your left nut to make you drop the ball. Someone j- like for a fumble scrum, scrum or something like that. Yes, you gotta have a cup. Someone grabs you. Yeah, like cake. a gel backed carbon fiber yellow cake <laughs> capsule. Car, are you gelling? Oh, I'm gelling. <laughs> oh, I'm gelling. Carbon fiber. <laughs> great are you gelling? He's like, oh yeah. And then he kicks the guy in the nuts. And he's like, I'm gelling. Josh, they'd be I'm like, gelling. Josh, are you wearing your cup? No, I'm just taping mine back. 
<laughs> oh my, that's still oh wrong my. on so many levels. Let's not let's um, not go there. We're gonna have to put a explicit symbol up on this podcast. Yeah, um, we're getting close. We're getting close. So Hainsworth is a. The quote is he's wait and see. I have a feeling he's not going to practice much this week. And keep in mind, Hainsworth has never played a full season. Oh, he's going to play against the Cowboys, dude. But he hates the Cowboys. And boy, do I want him in there for that game. I want him to destroy some Cowboys. <laughs> beat to some Tony Romo. <laughs> Get some Tony Romo dude. for him. Get you some Tony Romo, <laughs> Romo up in Speaking there. Speaking of, did you guys see the uh, Green Bay-Dallas uh, game? And there was one point where Tony Robo got sacked on it. No, no, he threw an interception <laughs> and he was like trying to get up to like look at what happened down the field. And he like accidentally ran into this Green Bay like defensive lineman and the defensive lineman just looked at him and just shoved him. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then Tony Dude, Romo, I did, that's awesome. I didn't see that, but I did see him walk off after like that last play and he was just like, F. Dude, still dudes. in the rest. Mm-hmm. I just thought about this, and I told Aaron about it, and we were cracking up. Um, did you happen to notice, John, that early in the game when Carlos Rogers was still in, that Albert Hainsworth pushed him down? Oh, I didn't notice it. No. Tell the Dude, story. Dude, go back and look if you've got it on TiVo or something. We rewound it I like do. three times. It was so hilarious. Amy and I just watched it and cracked up. Because so why, what uh, happened? Why did he push him down? It was like at the end of a play, and um, like the whistle was blown, and like so, for some reason Carlos Rogers came flying in, like all wild armed, like his arms were all flailing around, and um, and it was like the end of the play, and Hainsworth was pretty much standing there, like looking at the play being finished, and and um, Rogers comes cutting in front of him, and he's slowing down, and literally Hainsworth just reaches out. And like barely, it looked like he barely touches him. Like he just goes dink, and, and Rogers goes flying like two yards and falls down. And he gets and he gets up on his knees and turns around and looks at our hands. And he's like, "Man, why'd you push me down?" <laughs> Were there tears in his eyes? I don't know. They didn't zoom in on that, but we had to watch it again. I was like, "Did you see Hainsworth push him down?" I don't know if he meant to, but it was hilarious the way that it, the way that it looked. All right, I'm totally going back to watch that as soon as we're done here. Go back and watch it. Anyway, so that basically, dude, speak, that's basically the end of the injury report. There aren't any other, like, major significant ones. Um, we know Chris Cooley is not going to be back this weekend. <clears throat> maybe the weekend after that at Philly, but maybe not. It's it's iffy even for that. Dude, I don't see it. I see it's three. we're three weeks out for Chris Cooley. That's my... My opinion, watching him hobble in on those crutches. Is that your prediction? Yeah, dude, prediction? I think you're right. Yes. <laughs> what was that? Yes. Um, so anyway. Was that timber falling? <laughs> here's the uh, roster moves. Chopping down the cherry tree. Um, we're moving on to the roster moves. <laughs> um, Doug Dutch roster moves and- brought to you by Doxidan. Take Doxidan in the PM for a BM in the AM. That's Doxidan. <laughs> and here's your roster moves. So, uh, Doug Dutch Oven, <laughs> rookie cornerback from Michigan, <laughs> was what? Signed in the practice squad? What about Lindy Holmes? I don't see him on here. I think he was signed this week. Oh, he was signed. He was signed from the, uh, I forgot that was already this, or just this week since the last podcast. Oh. He actually had game time. He was active. He was wearing Sam Shade's number, number 29. Excellent. And he my was brought up is, from the practice squad. And Doug my name Dutch is, Oven. My name is Sam Dutch Shady. Oven. They brought up uh, Doug Dutch, or they re-signed Doug Dutch to fill his spot on the practice squad. He is nice. a uh, undrafted cornerback from Michigan. Um, he's probably already better than Carlos Rogers. <laughs> dude, oh, sure. dude, you know that had to be a little smoke signal for Carlos Rogers. Dude, I think the fact that Justin Tryon was playing instead of him was a spoke signal. No, dude, that was more like a, you know. Well, actually, I think Fred Smoot telegram. was playing instead of him. I think Fred Smoot was playing instead of him because they had Kareem Moore in there. Yeah. It was more like a singing telegram, dude. It was like, Carlos Rogers, you suck your ass, sit on the bench. <laughs> Carlos Rogers sucks. All right. So, any other, any other roster moves? Is that it? That's it. Uh, that's it. All right. So that's the 
that brings us up time for a break here uh uh we'll see you guys after the break and we'll go straight into tom's trivia so stay tuned on the flip side this is harry hog football the original redskins fans podcast now in high definition only at harryhogfootball.com and redskinsbook.com and now it's time for Tom's Trivia. Hey guys, another episode of Tom's Trivia. This one after a fantastic victory over the Denver Broncos. I was there last week, last night, uh, or this afternoon, screaming my head off, and uh, we look good. We look like we should have been looking all year. Whether we win or lose games, if we look like that, I'll be happy. Good defense for the most part. Just those two ridiculous plays and uh, good running game. I like it. A lot of pressure on the quarterback, too. Um, well, all right, the trivia from last time, the last one I asked was a trivia about the bye week, and it was when was the only time in the history of the Redskins that they had a losing record going into the bye week in which they finished the season with not a losing record. And uh, the answer is under Marty Schottenheimer in 2001. The Redskins lost their first five games, and then during their five-game winning streak, um, because they went they went 0 and 5 to 5 and 5, and during that five-game winning streak, they had the bye week. I think they were 2 and 5 at the time, but they turned that season around to the point of getting to 8 and 8. And so, now 2001 is the only year in which we had a losing record going into the bye, in which we finished the season without a losing record. Let's hope 2009 is the second edition. Let's hope for 10 and 6, but I think it's unlikely. Um, Alex from Baltimore got the answer right. Congratulations to him. And um, I know uh, another guy's asked a question last week because I missed the podcast, so I'll just let them answer it. Um, but the uh, the question for this week um, comes another trend that, including next week's game against Dallas, the Redskins are going on a pretty long streak here of the, our opponents uh, having lost their last game coming into the Redskins. So we have to go out to play the team that won its previous game as we faced them. So the question is, when was the last team to come in to play in the Redskins coming off a win? Not include preseason, of course. Last team to come in with a win. All right. Uh, well, good luck. And talk to you guys next week. Hail to the Redskins. All right, we're back. Congratulations to Alex in Baltimore for winning Tom's Trivia this week. Nice job. I think uh, Alex has a handful of um, of wins, and uh, maybe he should go take a blow on the sideline. Ah, <laughs> oh, dudes, I'm back. What did I miss? <laughs> That's messed up, dude. Oh, man. We were just congratulating Alex from Baltimore for winning Tom's Trivia. Oh, far out. Way to go, dude. And Josh said maybe he should go take a blow on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> anyway congratulations alex and i think alex may be in the lead but i don't remember uh, yeah he's gotta be, i think he's gotta be in the lead we don't tally that stuff tom tom keeps track of that along with some uh some law firm that keeps the results hidden until the very last second so standard and pours something like that <laughs> 500 anyway um, let me see here. Okay, so thanks, Tom, for the Tom's trivia, and um, uh, that brings us to the next game. Dude, 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 we dude, have to dude, bring dude, up the sk- trademark thing. You're totally skipping the trademark, man. Sorry, dude, I totally skipped it in the itinerary. How can I forget? I saw this in the Wall Street no, you- Journal this morning as I was preparing for my finance class tonight, and um, yes, the Redskins trademark case was rejected, roundly rejected. By the Supreme Court, they won't even listen to it. They refuse to hear the case, which means that case is done. Done. Um. So, which means that, does that mean that the Redskins don't have to worry about the trademark problem anymore? 
The answer is yes, they do, <laughs> because there there is a new group, another group, as we've talked about many times before. Unfortunately, there is another group of much younger plaintiffs who are going to bring the exact same case because the reason this case uh, made it all the way that that it did was that the first judge saw the first judge ruled in favor of the plaintiffs and then every judge after that all the way up to the Supreme Court said no these plaintiffs waited way too long to bring this case they were way too old um, basically a statute of limitations type of thing they just waited too long to bring the case about the trademark being uh, being uh, inflammatory and racist so now they have a new group of set six to eight young Native Americans who were 18 to 24 at the time that um, they brought the lawsuit, which means that they are within the time limit of bringing the case. So it's the exact same thing, just with younger people. So the law, the judges cannot throw the case out on the technicality that they waited too long. So they're actually going to have to rule on whether it is a racist name or not. But not necessarily the Supreme space. Court. In this fact, that that's that's what they're going to have to do. So no technicalities that we can think of this time. So, in so it'll be interesting to see how it rolls along through the courts this time, because no matter what it is, it's going to get appealed, and it'll get appealed again, and it'll get appealed a third time, and then it'll go to the Supreme Court, and they may or may not hear it at that time as well. And then so I'll this be is long from over. And then I'll be sixty-five years old, and they'll be changing the name to the Washington Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hmm. I think all right. The next game against Dallas is Dallas week, and according to my um, predictions, I think we I predicted Dallas. that the Redskins will play like crap in the first half, and then come back in the very end of the game and beat. Dallas fourteen to thirteen. I don't know where I got that prediction from. It just sounds kind of familiar in my head. Yeah, yeah. And um, notes on the Dallas game. I know that um, one of their cornerbacks is out for a couple of weeks. Their dude, uh, one of their offensive linemen, Colombo, broke his leg. Oh yeah, I saw him go I down. Mm. So the the Cowboys mm. suffered a number of injuries along with an injury to their ego mm-hmm. um, at Green Bay. So they're they're reeling a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see how they how they uh, <clears throat> show up for this game at Texas Stadium. The new Texas Stadium still has a hole in the roof. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes, and we'll get a first hand view of the giant television screen, and hopefully Hunter the punter won't hit it or. While he's punting or throwing a touchdown pass, right? Because he can do both, and he can run for a touchdown. He can punt, he can throw touchdown passes, and he can run the ball in as well. He's deceptively slow. He may even be the only person on the team this year that actually has a rushing and and throwing touchdown. You know, Hunter Smith. How many games was he out? He was out at least three games this year because of the groin injury. Um, he scored. He's run a touchdown and thrown a touchdown. I think that's two more touchdowns than um Brandon Lloyd had for the Redskins his entire time on the team. And I only bring him up because he is a backup for Denver, but I never did see him make the field. Who's Brandon Lloyd? Avoid the Lloyd, dude. Avoid, Avoid the Lloyd. The Lloyd I've never like heard of Lloyd. that guy, I'm sorry. Dude, you I don't remember. know who you're talking about. Never heard of him. Anyway, I, I think I think what I said was Adam Archuleta. Same thing. Oh. Avoid, Who? The, avoid the Lloyd like a roid. Avoid the roid. <laughs> isn't the isn't Brandon Lloyd like a rap star? I think I heard an al- I saw an album of his at the thrift store recently. <laughs> the thrift yeah, it's called it's called I Suck. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> anyway, um congratulations. It was in the dollar bin. At the, it was at in the, the dollar uh, bin. Five million dollars a year. It was in oh. the one dollar C D. Oh dude. It was I, in the dollar bin at the Walgreens. I know who we want to give a shout out to. This was an interesting story this week. How could I forget? Our uh, friend uh, David Lee Esquire from Williamsburg. Um, I think we mentioned a few weeks ago his letter that he wrote to Dan Snyder, which was pretty eloquent. Well, apparently Dan Snyder read his letter and had this Donovan guy. What's his first name? Do you remember, John? Um, I Dave. believe his name is just Donovan. He goes only by one name. Like Prince. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. Anyway, I think it's Dave Donovan or something like that. Anyway, um, 
Dave David sent me an email and was like, "Do we know anything about this guy?" So I googled him, and apparently he's the dude that's like the head lawyer for the Redskins, the guy that's. He's like, not only the head lawyer of the Redskins, but he has also become another thing. I believe he's basically in charge of putting out all the fires as far as public relations is concerned, as well as being the head lawyer. Yeah, I hope he's got a big hose. <laughs> and if he does, Dan Deardorff wants to see him on the sideline. <laughs> and if he does, oh, he needs to go to the sideline and take a blow. Oh man! Wow. Anyway, he went there. anyway, anyway. I know. Reel it back in, dudes. Um. Oh. So anyway, he called. <laughs> <laughs> After Dan, <laughs> after Dan Snyder, speak, Aaron. Oh, I ask man. you, speak. Oh, oh man, oh man. I got no voice left. I started with a little voice, but that just blew it all to hell. Well, that's why you shouldn't be doing that on the sideline. All right. So after, <laughs> so after Dan Snyder got David Lee's letter, he had this Donovan guy call David and try to put out the fire, like Josh was saying, with his hose. And called him on the phone? He called him on the phone. David Donovan. And um, so anyway, basically, um, David Lee said that he was pretty nice on the phone and he talked to him about why the Redskins sucked and basically admitted that they did some stupid things. And then he um, didn't. Apparently, he didn't try to uh, talk David Lee into changing his mind and keeping his season tickets next year. But he did offer him for one of the games this year um, four passes to get on the field before the game, which is pretty cool. And um, yeah, but did he have to buy them? No, no, they're free. And here's my point, though, dude. David sent me an email saying, should I wear my um, crying Indian shirt that says, um, sell the team Danny or something like that? <laughs> and I was like, no, that might be inappropriate, but you know what he could wear? And this is available at the new Harry Hawk shop. <laughs> it's our new fair. Oh, sorry, not fair. It's our new all. <laughs> it's our, <laughs> it's our new all weather fan shirt. It's a pretty cool shirt. It says All Weather Fan, and then it has the little Redskins feather hanging off at the end. So go check it out at our site at the top. You can go to Harry Hog, uh, new Harry Hog football shop, and you can find that shirt. And um, that's right. For every one that we sell, we get one dollar, and that one dollar goes towards the uh, the the funding towards trying to buy out Dan Snyder. Oh yeah. If we can get everyone that has season tickets to donate one dollar, we can buy the team. <laughs> Josh Allen. <laughs> anyway, so send us some email. Redskins fan at HarryHogFootball.com. If you know the answer to Tom's trivia, send it to Tom at HarryHogFootball.com. If you have any IT problems, like you can't get into your to uh, RedskinsBook.com because you forgot your password, or to HarryHogFootball.com because you forgot your password, send those to Josh at HarryHogFootball.com. That's right. If you have anything else you want to say to John or Josh or Aaron, just send it to Josh at HarryHogFootball.com. John HarryHogFootball.com or Aaron HarryHogFootball.com. Hey, <laughs> hey, free dummy at HarryHogFootball.com. And uh, um, yeah, while you're at it, you know, Christmas is uh, Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat, so it's time to start buying some um, some custom. Redskins fanware, not from the Redskins store, but from Harry Hog Football's online shops. So uh, go to harryhogfootball.com and click on the shopping links. You can also uh, buy from other fine retailers such as Amazon, iTunes, yada, yada, yada. And don't forget to right. uh, check out redskinsbook.com, the only uh, totally free dedicated social network to uh, I always mess this up to Redskins fans. And anyway, it's uncensored. It's free. Uncensored. Go join. Okay, so um, we'll talk to you guys next week. Hail to the Redskins. And especially this week, if you see a Cowboys fan, 
to Joka. Joka. Joka.